הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבדורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שאוכני עפר קדוש שמשל בארץ המה. ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכה חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגם את שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו והכל יסכן אמן. So ברוך השם today we're going to do two lessons that we find in the manuscripts of רבנו um, two different pieces. We're going to start with the word שייך לסימן עין רשה בליקוטי חלק א' Now we're going to do a manuscript that we found that רבי נתן was given Um, on, the, on the lesson 275 in which starts with the word as we see over there in that lesson we speak about that every single mitzvah person does creates a candle and with that mitzvah creates a candle that in the future when he leaves this world he's able to search the treasury of the king with those candles because to search you need those candles and uh, those candles are created from the mitzvot look over there at שמעתי מאחד ששמע גם כן זה העניין מפיו הקדוש ובאר הדבר יותר קצת שאמר. So we see here, רבי נתן says, now I heard from a person who heard from the, who heard about this subject, about this Torah, from רבנו's holy mouth, that רבנו explained a little bit more about this idea. And רבנו said, שאמר, שיש אחד שנר שלו אין לו יכול לגלות, לדלות כי אם איזה שעה. כי אם איזה שעה מחפש עם הנר אותה, שעה שדולק ואחר כך ניח להנר, ואין לו במה לחפש. So there's a person, רבנו says, there's a situation where there's a person, that his candle cannot last too long, it cannot be lit too long. It can only be lit for a certain hour, a certain moment. He searches with that candle for a certain moment, um, while it's still lit, and then afterwards it gets extinguished, and then he can't search anymore. ויש אחד עוד איזה פרסון, שנר שלו דולק איזה שעות יותר. That his candle... is lit for a few more hours. And he's able to search for a little bit more than the first person. But afterwards, it stops. Rabbeinu says, there's another person whose candle lasts one day, another person whose candle lasts even a little bit more. But there's another person who has so many candles, awesome and wondrous candles, that are lit and constantly illuminate forever and ever. And they're never extinguished. And he merits to search in the treasury of the king constantly. Forever and for eternal. For, uh, forever and eternally. happy is he. And here we can understand from these words of Rabbeinu that simple people, upright people, simple upright people also merit in the world to come to search in the treasury of the king. But their search is only for a certain moment according to the amount of mitzvot that they did. And it's certain that this is too an awesome and wondrous merit. Because even one who searches in the treasury of the king for a That moment, for however little time he has. He's able to find treasures over there that are awesome. Um, that he's able to live in the world to come forever, eternally, with all those treasures that he finds, even in those certain, even in those 10 minutes, whatever it is. But his life will only be according to what he finds at that hour, that moment. 
but one who merits that his candles, meaning his mitzvot, are able to illuminate and to light themselves even more so. Bevaday, it's certain, Yimtza Rav too begins the market, it's certain he's going to find the abundant good in the treasury of the king. Yoter Yoter, more and more. And the same is true of each and every individual. The more the candles of his good deeds are able to light themselves. But the great Sadiq is but the true and great Sadiq, he's able to search constantly in the treasury of the king. And his candles will never be extinguished. And there's much more to this um, with regard to these secrets, but this is enough. And if you go over there in the lesson, that there's someone who's even able to search while he's still alive in this world. That uh, it's an amazing, amazing feat. Zat Hashem. May we attach ourselves to the tzaddikim who are able to do this because maybe we can taste from the same light that they do. And Bezrat uh, Hashem, we start another Torah, another manuscript. We go back a few pages. Um, a manuscript on the lesson, Rav Lachem Sovet Ahar, Penu Lachem Tzafona. As it says in the verse, you've gone around the mountain enough. Penu Lachem Tzafona, turn yourselves northward. Turn yourselves the direction of the north. Okay. Um, let me one second. Let me just find it. Um, sorry, just trying to look for it in the middle. I can't find it in this book. I'll try to. Um, I'll just do it with the book without Nikudot. No problem. Okay, here. Behold, pride makes a person fall. And makes him, it subdues this person, whether it's in materialism or in spirituality. Because a Jew, if he's attached to Hashem and the holy faith, then not one single judgment is able to rule over this person. He will have no fall. He will have no descent. Because who can touch him by the fact that he's close to the king? Rabbeinu is teaching us that one who has holy emuna and who is attached to Hashem Yitbarach cannot be touched by anyone. Not even the Yetzirah. And in any place he finds himself, the, God, the camp of God is camped there. Or the mountain of God is camped there. And God is ruling over this person. But if he falls from faith, meaning that he falls in pride, because Rabbi was saying that what's a fall in faith? It's a fall in pride. That falling in pride leads to this loss of faith. And then by default, when you fall into pride, we know that you separate yourself from God. Because it said in the Gemara Sota, that in Sota 5a, that what? Hashem says, me and this person cannot dwell in the same place. We cannot dwell in the same place because what? A person with pride cannot dwell in the same world as God. And then all judgments rest upon this person. And from where does this pride come from? That this person falls into it. Whenever he studies or he prays with an ulterior motive. And because of this he falls into pride. And it's brought down in the Zohar. 
The second a person falls from faith, immediately all judgments are inflamed upon him and are kindled against him. Because they're constantly anticipating when this man will fall from faith. Because it's immediately when he falls from faith, he falls into this apostasy, this heresy. This is what we call Arev. Why the mixed? That his faith has been mixed, it's been perverted. This, um, the judgments rest upon this person, as we saw in the Zohar. It says, Oy lanu ki panayom ki Woe unto us, for the day has passed, for the shadows of Arev have inclined. And that Arev is what we're talking about, this 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 irbu, this perversion, this confusion. That his faith has been confused. We know already that the mountain is called faith. Because we know what is the mountain reference to Yerushalayim, the, the holy city of Yerushalayim. Kemoshin Emarad says, "Ha'har atov azeb alevanon." When Moshe Rabbeinu tells Hashem Yitbarat that he wants to enter Eretz Yisrael, he pleads to Hashem that may I see Ha'har atov azeb this beautiful mountain, this good mountain, and this Lebanon, the Lebanon. And when Rashi, what does Rashi say? Ha'har atov azeb Yerushalayim, and Lebanon is Beit Hamikdash. What is Ha'har atov azeb? Moshe Rabbeinu was asking God, "May I see this good mountain, meaning Yerushalayim?" And the Lebanon is reference to the temple. So we see Yerushalayim is a representation of the mountain. Yerushalayim, what is the mountain after? We know the mountain says is a reference to faith. But what does Yerushalayim have to do with faith? Yerushalayim, we know Yerushalayim is considered, is called faith. It says, a faithful city. Yerushalayim is called the faithful city. And therefore, when a person falls from Emuna, which we call Yerushalayim, and he falls into this thing called apostasy. This is what we call a destroyer of Yerushalayim. And it says, He walks around the street, the courtyard of Yerushalayim, and seek out a man of faith. Walk around this, the streets of Yerushalayim, the courtyard of Yerushalayim, and seek out a man of faith. Um, so, what did we say? That after, I think this is, um, therefore, if he falls, if that's the case, if he falls from faith, he's called the destroyer of Yerushalayim. Because of the fact that he separates himself from God. Because, because and what happens to the Jewish people? The Jewish people fall into exile because God gave a gift to the Jewish people. Shenikreu elon, and they're being called supernal. We Hashem called us elyon, high one. Ukmo shenemar, as it says, ultitecha elyon al kol goya aret, and to make you um, like superior to all the nations of the earth. That we are called superior. But when the Yerushalayim is destroyed, then this concept of Elyon superiority goes to the Goyim. And this is what it says, With this Hanchel Elyon belongs to the Goyim. 
It's brought down in Dvarim, chapter 32, verse, uh, uh, verse 8. Meaning that the fact of Elyon goes and transfers to the Goyim, the superiority transfers to the Goyim because of the fact that we separated from God. This is what it says when people separated. When those people separated, the Elyon went to the Goyim. That the that the Hanchel, the, the Nachala, the, the inheritance that the Goyim took was this concept called Elyon. They took it from us. That these people who are separating themselves from God because of the fact that they fell into this pride. Why? Because they studied with ulterior motives. And through this, Yerushalayim was destroyed. Azai, then what happened? This concept of an Elyon, which we were once praised in, that God gave to us as a gift, then goes to the other nations. Because the true faith, if it's true, if it's genuine, then it's bestowed, and there's an awesome blessing and influx of all this good from God upon the Jewish people. And also, if he believes with complete faith in God, then he, one has fear from Hashem. And then he cannot fall from faith. Because faith is below it. Meaning this concept below fear. And therefore, if you have the fear, that faith too is restored. And therefore, when it's complete, then from this concept of faith and fear, we are drawn all this influx and all these blessings. The man of faith is is an abundance of blessings. And it's also called this field, Sadeh. And we see that faith is synonymous with this field. Why? Because just like in the field, we see all these crops are gathered in and they grow and these fruits grow over there. So too, through faith, through this faith, all this fruit, all these, the, all the good comes to the person. All the blessing and abundance comes to a person. And Yaakov is also called the field. As it says, when Yitzchak um, told Esav to go make for him delicacies so that he could give him a blessing, and Yaakov came and uh, got the blessing first. When Yaakov walks in the room, what does, Yitzchak, what does um, Yitzchak say? See that the fragrance of my son is like the fragrance of the field. That God is blessed. He shall give you, etc., etc. Meaning that what? Yaakov smelled like the field. The field is emuna, And because he had emuna, he got all this blessing from Yitzchak. And all judgments are nullified. But when a person falls from faith and he goes into apostasy, we call this the destruction of Yerushalayim. God forbid. And all judgments. And all judgments rest upon this person. This is what it says. That Yitzchak went to meditate in the fields before evening. Yitzchak din, and what's evening? Evening represents the irbuv, the confusion, as we said above. Arev irbuvia, the confusion of faith. So we see that what Yitzchak is the bechin din. Yitzchak represents judgment. Hainu emat adinin shorin beota, emat adinin shorin bechina hanikras sade lifnot arev. Meaning what? 
Yitzhak represents judgment. And what are we asking? When do judgments rest in this aspect, what we call fi- the field, which is this faith? If not Arev, at the turn of night. What's night? Uh, Meaning when a person confuses and perverts and distorts faith and he goes into apostasy and heresy. That's Arev. When a person falls into night, meaning this perversion of faith. Then this person falls in the category of the destroyer of Yerushalayim. And how can one rectify this? Through the concept of Bina. This understanding, this fear of understanding. Meaning what? When you contemplate the greatness of your Creator. This contemplation of God's greatness, this is what rectifies that fallen faith. This is what it says in the verse. Renewed in the mornings, great is your faith. What does that mean? Meaning when a person gets up hastily in the morning to serve Hashem with fear, with trembling, for God's great name. Um... Upon contemplating the morning, meaning when a person wakes up in the morning and contemplates in the morning that God has returned with His abundant kindness, this person's soul. And this person realizes that God has returned to him this soul that isn't, that isn't for granted. It's, it's not something that God has to automatically give. It's something that is a gift. And when a person contemplates it, about this, that it's given to him every single day. Then a great fear and trembling will fall upon this person because of God's great name. Then we're able to expand and to greaten this faith. And this is what it says in the verse. Renewed in the mornings, great is your faith. Meaning in the morning when you renew yourself, when you realize that you've been renewed by God, that you're able to greaten faith. Meaning that faith has been greatened and expanded. And this is what we call the secret of pregnancy. As bones bones in the belly of a pregnant woman, as it says in the verse. Then, a person cannot fall into the aspect of pride. Because faith has been greatened. Um, meaning the faith which we call Yahushalayim has been expanded and has been greatened. And then through this contemplation of God's greatness, we transform the destruction of the temple, the destruction of Yahushalayim into the building of Yahushalayim. And in the future time to come, may be speedily in our days, Amen. Then the earth will be filled with knowledge, with this deed bonanut. And then the building of the Yerushalayim will exist in its entirety. Um, I believe. And in the meanwhile, in a meanwhile, through this contemplation that each and every person does, you create the building of Yerushalayim of each and every individual because Yerushalayim exists in each and every person. From this aspect of what we call Echad, oneness. 
וזאת הבחינה נקרא עולם הבא. This aspect is what we call עולם הבא. כי לעתיד לבוא because in the future time, במהרה ועמנו, אז יהיה דעה שלמה because in the future time, especially in our days, God willing, there will be what we call this complete da, this complete awareness. וגם כי זה נקרא סוד העיבור. And this is too what we call סוד העיבור, the secret of pregnancy. דבר אשר לא היה מקודם. Something that didn't exist previously. ועולם הבא נקרא שבת, and we call this עולם הבא, the world to come, what we call is שבת. וגם שבת נפתחים שערי בינה להתבונן האדם בעצמו, היכן המקום אשר הוא עומד. And on Shabbat, all the gates are open, this contemplation, these gates of contemplation are open, so that a person can contemplate within himself, and to see where he is standing in the place where he is, to see where he's holding. כי בכל משוקה בתירדות ואינו יכול להתבונן את הדק, because in the, in the weekday, a person is full of distractions, and he's not able to introspect precisely and clearly. אבל אם יש לו בחינת שבת, but if a person has the aspect of Shabbat, then הוא בחינת הנובעם. עולם הבא, meaning the aspect of עולם הבא. דהיינו בחינת התבוננות, which is what we call this contemplation. היכן המקום שעומד שם, שלא יהיה עושה מעשה זמרי, ומבקש שכר כפנחס. Meaning what? He'll understand the place where he stands. He won't act with the actions of זמרי, this, this wicked person who did a terrible act. And he won't seek out the reward of פנחס. Meaning, Meaning he won't fall into this category where he doesn't understand the place in which he stands. Meaning that what? When, it's not like during this world, whenever we engage in this world and we're still stuck in this world, that we, we do all these bad things we don't even realize and then we ask for all these things from Hashem when we don't even deserve it. But actually, through this concept of building this faith as we mentioned above, this building of Yahushanaim, we're able to understand our place and to understand where we really are holding. Um, because sometimes a person stands because sometimes it seems to this person that he stands at a very low level uh, sorry sometimes it happens to a person that he's actually standing at a very low level the lowest level of all and it seems to him that he's at a very high place but when a person has this concept of Shabbat associated with him what's Shabbat? It means you're able to contemplate within yourself where you're standing. Then he won't fall into pride and he won't request the reward of Pinchas. And this is why we call the concept of Shabbat. Because Shabbat, a person can contemplate within himself. It's also brought in the Zohar. A compound word. It's, you have the letter Sheen over there, and you have the word Bat. What is the Sheen? The Sheen represents the three heads of the letter Sheen, which represent the three colors of the eye. And what's the Bat? The Bat is the representation of the Bat eye in the pupil. This represents the eyes of the intellect, because we know the intellect represents the eyes. But the says in the verse that the eyes of both of them were open, meaning their wisdom was open. And it says Rashi over there. So we see that the eyes of the intellect represents what? Shabbat. Meaning that you're able to use your intellect to recognize where you are. Nimza Shabbat nikra ot. Therefore, we see that Shabbat is what we call the eye to see. Shabbat gives us the eyes to see where we stand. This is what Moshe said. See, for God has given you the Shabbat. Because Shabbat is a representation of the seeing. Meaning, once you have the content of Shabbat, then you'll be able to see and to understand, to contemplate very well in the place in which you stand. That you won't ask 
that you won't do the actions of Zimri, this Rasha, this wicked person. And you won't request the Schar Pinchas. Arken, therefore, Shvu Ishtartav, what did it say? Each man sit under his place. And said the Bak Shabbat, Hanu, kol echad veechad yachshob be'enai, be'enai atmo, le'lo klum, meaning that each and every person should think in his own eyes that he is nothing. Hanu, shachshob be'enai atmo be'madrega b'chuta she'hu tachad madregato, meaning that you should think with your own eyes. See within yourself that you stand at an even lower level than which you actually stand. Meaning if you're at level 26, then you actually believe you're at level 25. And if you're not able to get to this humility, meaning no matter what, if you cannot get to that humility, then you shall at least do what? Do not leave your place. Meaning, do not do the acts of Zimri and request the Sakhar of Pinchas. Do not think that you're above. And this is what it says in the verse. You've already enough turned around the mountain. You've already, you've already turned around the mountain enough. You've gone around the mountain enough. Meaning this is the pride which surrounds the mountain which we call faith. As we said above. This is why judgments are resting upon you. Why? Because pride is surrounding your faith. And it's confusing your faith. And what's this person's rectification for this? Turn yourselves northward. What's north? Meaning turn yourselves towards your heart. Which is what? The, the north. Which is the thing which is hidden. The north comes towards Safun, hidden. Turn over, turn to the thing which is hidden within you, your heart. Which is the concept of Shabbat. Which represents Olam Abba because no one has seen this concept of Olam Abba. Which we call this contemplation. And then a person, and then we'll see the building of Yerushalayim. Amen. Amen. So Rabbanu tells us how to build Yerushalayim within ourselves and entirely through this concept of building faith and subduing that pride. So may we do that by looking at where we truly are to see where we really stand through the concept of Shabbat as we mentioned. And through all the ideas we mentioned in this lesson and the other one as well, Be'ezrat Hashem.